You're listening to the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, the show for men and women over 40 who want to thrive in midlife. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. I'm here to empower you to get the most out of the five pillars in midlife, health, fitness, career, relationships, and legacy. Subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get actionable tips to thrive across these five pillars. And now, prepare to be inspired, educated, challenged, or maybe all three on this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, your host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, and this is episode 153, a takeaway episode from episode 152, my conversation with Carl Honoré. On takeaway episodes, you know the drill. I summarize the key discussion points from the previous episode, and then I hone in on one key takeaway that I want to emphasize to you. And then I issue you a challenge to consider on this topic. First, I want to begin by reintroducing you to Carl Honoré. Carl Honoré is an international best-selling author and a TED speaker. He is best known for his advocacy of the slow movement. In fact, he is known as the voice of the global slow movement. He's written several books on the topic, including the international bestseller in praise of slow. Now, there are three key discussion points from our conversation, and I'll summarize them here, and then I'll dig into my key takeaway. Number one, the slow movement is about quality over quantity. As Carl says, it's the art of choosing the right pace, rhythm, and tempo for each moment, ensuring that we do things not just as fast as possible, but as well as possible. Number two, the joy of missing out. JOMO. This is a concept about the importance of prioritizing and doing fewer things, but doing them better. By practicing the polite but firm brush-off, as Carl calls it, and embracing the joy of missing out, we give ourselves the freedom to focus on what truly matters, resulting in increased productivity and fulfillment. And number three, embracing age pride and reframing aging is crucial in our culture of youth. Carl's latest book, Bolder, Making the Most of Our Longer Lives, offers a spirited manifesto against ageism and reframes the narrative about growing older in the 21st century. Now, my takeaway is inspired by Embracing Age Pride. During my conversation with Carl, I shared that when I was in my 50s, I didn't want to talk about my age. I didn't want to even disclose my age during this decade. And you would think that when I turned 60, I would double down on this. Nope, just the opposite. I'm in my mid-60s, and as I shared with Carl, I have age pride. I'm proud to be in my 60s. I disclose it openly without any hesitation. So why do I have age pride? And how can we inspire more people to feel this way? First, I'll tackle the first question. Why do I have age pride? There's really no complicated answer to this. I just realized that there's no reason not to feel this way. But if I'm completely honest, I also realized that I'm moving through life about the same as when I was in my 40s and 50s. Well, except for a few physical limitations, of course, 
I can't participate in all the sports activities with the same intensity as I did in my 40s and 50s. For example, my knees just won't let me move with the same agility as 15 or 20 years ago when I played in a men's softball league. But hey, there's no shame in that. Our bodies decline as we age. It's natural. But if you know me by now from previous episodes, I am still committed to a a five-day-a-week workout regimen that keeps me pretty fit. So, one reason for my age pride is that I'm able to keep up with my fitness routine pretty well. Another reason for my age pride is my work culture. You know, when I encounter other people in their 60s, usually one of the first questions that they ask me is, are you still working, Bernie? My answer is, heck yeah, I love to work. And I do. I really do. In my work, I interact with people of many age groups, as young as Gen Z. I sometimes marvel at how I'm able to work on projects in a level of detail that requires a mix of technology know-how and critical thinking. And the truth is that those of us that are in our 40s and 50s and 60s and beyond generally have stronger critical thinking skills than younger workers simply because we have more experience. Now that previous statement is a Captain Obvious statement, I know. Or is it? Let me tell you about a tool that I can't live without because it's a huge time saver for me. Cast Magic is an AI powered tool that saves me hours every week. If you record Zoom calls or training sessions or customer service calls, or if you're a podcaster like me, let me tell you how you can save a ton of time like I am. At Cast Magic, you simply upload audio files or YouTube links, video files, even Instagram reels, basically any type of recording. Then Cast Magic goes to work generating a transcript, show notes, a blog post, a newsletter, and even an Instagram reel summary, as well as social media posts. Imagine uploading audio or video of coaching sessions, sales calls, customer service calls, staff meetings, recorded webinars, YouTube videos, and as I mentioned, podcast recordings. You know, prior to using Cast Magic, I was spending more hours producing each podcast episode than I want to admit. Now, I'm spending less than half the amount of time that I used to spend writing show notes, creating episode titles, writing social media posts, etc. Cast Magic is very accurate too. I usually edit the content a little bit to give it my style, but even with the edits, the time savings is still very significant. In case you're wondering, this is not a paid advertisement. I'm an affiliate. That means that if you use my affiliate link in the show notes, I'll earn a commission. But don't worry, the price that you pay through my affiliate link is not one penny higher when you use my affiliate link. And please know that I would not promote this product or any product for that matter as an affiliate without being a user and an avid fan of the product. I invite you to check out Cast Magic and start saving time with it today. My affiliate link is in the show notes for this episode. Why don't many younger workers understand this? Why do many younger workers consider us over the hill, or just not capable? This leads me to the second question. How can we inspire more people to embrace age pride? 
This question isn't as simple to answer. It's multifaceted. But there is one answer that Carl shared, and I want to repeat it here and put an exclamation point on it. If the workplace, or society in general, was more intergenerational, there would be much less divisiveness between the 20s and 30s and those of us over 40. In fact, consider countries where communities are comprised of people of all ages, from children to elder adults, even centennials. Italy and Spain come to mind as examples. The culture in these countries is so commonly intergenerational that it's just normal to them. They don't even think about this. It's just how they live. And as a result, these intergenerational communities thrive. The young enjoy and benefit from the experience and wisdom of the older folks. And the older folks enjoy and learn from the new skills and even the insights from the younger folks. The problem is that too often, this intergenerational mixing doesn't happen in the workplace. And I suggest that it doesn't happen by design. It may happen by accident, but usually not by design. And that is very unfortunate. So I did a little research and I want to share just a few of the obvious advantages of having a diverse range of ages in the workplace. They include varied perspectives and experience. Each generation can bring unique life experiences and perspectives to the workplace. And this diversity drives creativity and problem solving, as well as different viewpoints. Knowledge transfer. Older employees possess valuable industry knowledge and expertise that we can pass on to our younger colleagues. This knowledge transfer ensures the continuity of institutional wisdom. Mentoring opportunities. A multi-generational workforce creates opportunities for mentorship and reverse mentoring. Carl and I discussed this on episode 152. Younger employees can learn from the experience of older colleagues, while older employees can benefit from the fresh insights and tech savviness of younger workers. Enhanced team collaboration. Diverse teams with a range of ages tend to collaborate more effectively. They can draw from a wider pool of skills and talents, leading to increased productivity. Increased adaptability. A mix of age groups encourages adaptability within the organization. Younger employees can introduce innovative technologies, while older employees can adapt and guide the integration of these technologies into existing processes. Customer understanding. A workforce spanning various age groups can better understand the needs and preferences of a diverse customer base, leading to improved customer service and sales and marketing strategies. Reduced employee turnover. An age-diverse workforce often experiences lower turnover rates. Employees from different generations can find greater job satisfaction when they feel valued and supported, leading to improved retention. Resilience and stability. Diverse age groups can provide stability to an organization, helping it weather economic downturns and changes in the industry. And finally, embracing age diversity in the workforce can lead to a more inclusive, innovative, and productive environment. 
The collective wisdom and the fresh ideas that come from different generations can contribute to the overall success of an organization. So my challenge to you is this. Take these age diversity benefits and apply them to your workplace. Or if your workplace is already age diverse, that's great. Apply these benefits to some other areas of your life. Your book club, your pickleball club, your Bible study group, your foodie club, any club, any organization or community of people that you belong to, apply these benefits there. The benefits are the same, other than they may not be for a business purpose. At the end of the day, age diversity is good business, even when it's not in a business. Hey, shifting gears a little, I'm planning to send a short survey soon. You see, I want to know if you would want to join a free community of like-minded midlife folks to meet online and share stories and insights across the five pillars of midlife. And if so, I want to know which online community platform is your preference. This survey is going to be going to everyone that's on my newsletter list. So if you want to participate in this short survey, make sure you're on my newsletter list. Just scroll down to the show notes page and find the link to subscribe to my weekly newsletter. Hey, I want to thank Carl Honore for joining me on episode 152 and sharing his expertise on the slow movement and age diversity with me and with you. And I want to remind you that you can watch my video recording with Carl Honore on episode 152 on my YouTube channel. And of course, that is linked up in the show notes page for this episode. My next guest episode features Ashley Patrick. Ashley is an expert in debt reduction. We had a great conversation about her story of eliminating $45,000 in debt and how debt reduction or elimination can be done by just about anyone. You don't want to miss this episode. And if you're a new listener, I want to invite you to hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so that you don't miss this episode as well as future episodes. You know what time it is, my midlife friend. It's that time when I remind you that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. And if you want to know how I know this, listen to episode 100 where I explain it. I'll see you in episode 154. I'll see you then. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast. I hope you were inspired, informed, challenged, or all three. I'm on a mission to reach men and women over 40 who want to thrive. And if you're wondering how you can help me reach more midlifers, it's easy. First, be sure to press the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss future episodes. Secondly, share the Midlife Fulfilled podcast with someone you know. Thirdly, and this is my biggest ask, rate or review this podcast either in Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. Hey, this is my favorite part of each episode because this is where I remind you that if you're 80% fulfilled, you're doing great. And if you want me to prove this to you, listen to episode 100. 
I'm your host, Bernie Borges, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast.